Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe Rodermill. You can feel the love. (laughs) Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. This is my house. (laughs) And Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to get tired uh, of that. No, it, it's funny every time. Uh, before we jump into the show, uh, just a reminder, listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Derek and Russ. Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Uh, we have Throwback Madness coming on Monday. Or no, when do we have it coming out? Is it Monday? Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday. Uh, Armageddon 2008. It will be a fun show. Slabanaka. Uh We have an unsanctioned, I believe, that will release <laughs> either next week or the week after with Shivani. Or the week after. I, I think we're recording it this weekend. My girl. <laughs> uh, fight shit, fight. Yeah. Also, next week, well, this is episode 99 of the Matt Madness Wrestling Woo-hoo! Podcast. Next week, we'll be recording episode 100. 100. Uh, I don't, I think when we started this, I never anticipated getting to 100, getting to syndication, as Alo said not too long ago. Will we have some kind of pastries? I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, Shout out to Ted Turner for putting up that money. (laughs) What do you think, Sue? Billionaire Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so anybody who's listened for 99 episodes, we appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully, you'll listen for 99 more. Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, Alo can move some merch before we get into the show. Yes, if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're tired of the same old wrestling tees, you can head over to collarandelbow.com and use promo code MattManage for 10% off of your order. And for the month of December, good old St. Mick. <laughs> Mick Foley comes to WrestleCrate. So it's a great stocking stuffer. You, if you want to grab that, you can head over to WrestleCrate.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off of your order. And hurry up because those items go fast. Last month had the Bret Hart items in the, in the boxes. So hurry up and get those for a great stocking stuffer for the holidays. Yes. Uh, only working promo codes on the market that we're aware of. Yeah, uh, thanks, Al Snow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so before we get into Raw and all that, I know I've been pretty hard on the Monday Night product for a while. Yeah, you have. I was I was talking to my brother about uh-huh. the show last week. He's like, are you guys arguing? And I'm like, no, I was just the only positive one there. <laughs> <laughs> Did it come across like we were arguing? I think me and Eck kind of got at it a couple really? times, yeah. Um, I just I- thought it was funny that Ron no sold you a couple times. <laughs> About yeah. the, Son- the Sonya Deville thing, I thought it was so funny. What did I do about Son- Sonya Deville? I think it was oh when we were talking about Shayna Baszler, and I was like, who has the higher upside? And you were kind of just oh like, no, it was um no, you said the thing about Sasha oh the, the Sasha, Sasha thing, thing. The, kick, the, the Sasha kick. thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think that was an intention. You guys laughed like I know sold it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think, didn't. I think I was just being honest, and I was like, I just think Sasha's that smart. That she sold it that way. Yeah, and it wasn't like I thought. Like <laughs> I obviously don't give the writers credit for anything. I was just like, "What do you think that was?" Because like usually a new and up and coming talent, nobody would give them anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like Sasha, obviously lost the strike exchange. Yeah, I think that she just knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I may have pinpointed what it is. 
because I don't know that creative is any worse right now than it's been in the last three years that I've been watching every week or the almost two years we've been doing the show. I think it's Chris Jericho hangover. <laughs> I think he was every week gave you something super entertaining that like anything else you didn't like, you maybe it didn't bother you so much. And now that he's not there, they don't have that anymore. And I think I thought I was talking to my cousin, uh, John Fonash about this last week. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you know what I think it is? I think you're missing Chris Jericho. And I think that might be what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody else miss Chris Jericho you're that Jer- much? You're a I do. I do. But there was a lot of good on Raw this week for, yes. for me. I, and I found entertaining. I thought Raw was really good. I, I enjoyed mean. the show again, Ron. Of course it I miss was, Jericho. Well, it was better this week than it's been. Um, I actually enjoyed chunks of it this week. Chunks. Um, <laughs> It's not a cookie, it's a show. Yeah, but NXT will be on USA next week. Is that going to be live, or is it filmed already? It's already no, it's filmed, filmed already. Yeah, it's, it's just for the... It's WWE week yeah. on USA, so tribute to the troops, mm-hmm. NXT. Uh, 205 Live, getting live events now. For what? For what? I don't know. up to that? <laughs> Kanye Shrug? If they offered me $30... To go to the Tower Theater to see a 205 Live, I'd probably turn it down. What is this, Impact? Listen, (laughs) I was thinking about this while I was in the shower today. Mm -hmm. Don't ask, uh, because I saw the post and I was like. Keep it PG. I was like, like, what would make me go to a 205 Live show? I would have to have a reason to go. And the only way I would go to a 205 Live show is if, like, the guys, the big guys from the, um. United Kingdom tournament. Like, if Pete Dunne's there, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I don't care if Aria Davari's in every match. I'm still going to go to see Pete right. Dunne. Like, if Tyler Bate goes, I want to go see Tyler Bate. Like, if Mandrews is there, I'm there. That's that's what would make me go. But current product, not enough. No, like, I'm not going to see Enzo versus Kalisto. Me For neither. what? I watch it on TV every week. Yeah. And I don't even do that. <laughs> yeah, I can care I'm less about that. I'm definitely skipping ahead when it's Enzo against Kalisto. But mm-hmm. there is something in the cruiserweight division that I am excited for that we will get we'll to get, later. Get later, later. And it's not what you're talking it's about. Not. It's not. Oh, I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, this that was the ultimate goal of 205 Live to be was to be another traveling brand. But they haven't even succeeded in making it a stable brand anyway. Like Prep said, like I'm not sure how big those venues that they're trying to that they're um, holding these events are, or how much the tickets are going to be sold for. But WWE live event attendance is bad now, and imagine what a 205 live event would be. Like I understand, like they'll probably try to like infuse certain people onto 205 live events to like, kind of generate some interest. But there's not many people you can actually bring there for. To actually come close to selling out or even drawing what you're getting at a regular WWE event, like they're showing Hideo Itami on the um, on the posters for it because he's been his his um, vignettes have started to air. Yes, but <laughs> nobody knows who unless you're an NXT fan. Nobody knows who Hideo Itami really is. Or if and, you remember WrestleMania 31. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so his random. little run in the. Uh, Andre Giant Battle Royal, the worst yeah. haircut ever. Yeah, yeah, so I like I understand that's that was their goal to make it a third brand, but I don't think this will succeed. I'm not sure if they. I know they have three shows. I'm not sure if there's any shows booked after that, but I think this might be a wreck. 
in a field experiment. And I, I'm not sure if that will even, I'm not sure if that will lead to the, the ultimate demise of 205 Live, but I don't think this will go over really well. So, yeah, two things. Well, three things, actually. One, is how many people on any of these rosters are actually selling tickets? Like, not many, especially not many that are under 205 pounds. Not even that. I got a quite, another thing to point mm-hmm. out. How many actually have merch? Right. Oh, well, nobody on 205 Live. TJP, that's it. Are you and Enzo. Him? Is he hurt? Yeah, well, I would say Enzo. I think he's hurt. Or he's going to challenge Roman for the IC title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just saying. Because no, other than Enzo, nobody you don't want to see TJP versus merch. Double R? Double R. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I Get it? one, they're forcing this. It's one thing if it grew to the point that they're like, you know what, we can start bringing this thing around. But it's like they had in their head, we want to eventually do this, so let's just do it. They're not in a position to do it. I almost wonder, is it intentional so they have an excuse to just scrap 205 Live? Or it's just a way to get a more affordable show out on the street for people to be able to attend. Because I can't imagine those tickets being more than 50 bucks. Yeah, and like I said, I don't know how big the venues are. I'm not sure if it's like a, a smaller venue like how NXT does. But like I said, on that roster, I don't know who you really want to see. Like from an in-ring perspective, yeah, it's a live event. But to a, to a WWE fan not, and not like a, um, a hardcore or hardcore indie guy, that's not going to like really generate to that. Right. Yeah, yeah, like house shows are for kids. No kid is looking at Tony Nese like, oh, my God, this guy's so awesome. Look you at know? his ass. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody's looking at Tony because he's dumb as a doornail. Like, <laughs> everything that Enzo said when he was coming at Tony Nese was so true. Like, you look at t- <laughs> like I love Tony Nese. I want him to win the title mm-hmm. one day. Like, he's homegrown talent from us, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, no, he's not going to draw a dime. Were you thinking of Tony Nese in the shower today, too? No. <laughs> Just clarifying. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, I I don't see. I think it's a bad idea, and I think it's doomed to failure. Um, like I said, I'll be there if Pete Dunn's there, yeah. and that's it. I would go for a watch free them ticket. do it, and I have to buy a for ticket. free ticket. I'd go for a free ticket. <laughs> oh, if you're giving tickets away, I sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd be there. I'm sure XTU can send you there. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like, even somehow shows now they try to give them away on the radio. So. Yeah. Um. So getting into Raw, I know we all said there was some stuff we liked. Uh, no Universal Championship stuff on the show. Intercontinental Championship now, the top title on the Raw brand. you damn right. Uh, the big dog's yard. I <laughs> am thoroughly enjoying the Jason Jordan yes. saga at this Love point. Love it. Love every second great. of it. Throwing around dad a lot. Yes. It's like he's becoming like a spoiled kid. Yes. And that's what I love about it because he's like, he's trying to weasel his way into yeah. situations. Like, just give me a chance, dad. dad. <laughs> I love it. I think it's awesome. I, I think like they've, re- and he's getting like real heat. Now. Yeah, I know. Like, people are really hating him. They booed him. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. this. Unmercifully. He got Mom, it. So, like, all the crappy Jason Jordan stuff we got for a few months. Joey, do you think now it's worth it that we're getting. Something good out of it? I would say the verdict is still undecided in my part. Um, I want to see where it goes and how it plays out. Um, I think they're starting to use the fact that he is not as skilled as, the, as they thought he was in their, to their advantage, so they're pushing it the way it's going anyway naturally. So we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, I am thoroughly enjoying it. He wants a match with Roman. 
Roman wants revenge against Joe. Joe basically says, neither one of you belong in a ring with me. <laughs> one of the highlights of the opening segment, I think Joe said something about you guys up there talking tough. And Jordan's saying, I don't need to talk tough, I am tough. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is like perfectly in my wheelhouse. I love, J- I love Jason, Jason Jordan. Jordan. Um, he hits the suplex on Roman, he challenges Joe, and then Roman ends up wanting a match with Jordan. So Jordan masterfully gets his Love it. match with Roman anyway. Well, the confusing part about this, too, is who you're supposed to cheer for. I mean, Roman gets saved by Jason Jordan, then, then Roman comes back and beats up Jason Jordan. You're it's supposed like, to be... Ch- well, I don't know. I was going to say well, commentary, to commentary sold it like, oh, he's just giving him a receipt for the suplex. <laughs> 20 minutes ago, you yeah. know, like... Uh, I enjoyed the match. The I match was too. good. The so match that's was the good. other thing. Was this the first time they... Did they have a match before? They had a match yes. earlier, I think September. Yeah. When he first came to the roster, right? It was like September. He was that there. was that run where he was having, like, those good, good matches, matches yeah. with, like, Finn. And yeah. He yeah. had John Cena, I think, the week before. Yeah. And then that stuff was fun. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the guy's not bad. No, like, we're getting good character work that's then backed up by him having good matches with, like, top guys. The oversell is what sells it for me now. Like, <laughs> like before, I was like, oh, this is so cringy. And then, like, this week, the promo was perfect. Like, like Kurt Angle getting mad. Like, mm-hmm. you... You need to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, Get out know, of my office. I know this won't happen, but I really wanted Kurt Angle to take his belt out <laughs> and, t- and take him to Pow Pow Town. <laughs> pow Pow Town. That's where Ek to Fly takes his children when they've gotten out Pow Pow Town? Pow Pow Town, yeah. Mm. I don't know if they ever get taken there, but I know it's it's a threat that's it's, held it's up. On, it's on the table. It's, yeah. it's a Pow Pow Town. How far is that from Suplex City? <laughs> it's not far. It's not far. It's on the way to Suplex City, um, but I think they don't want to go there. But the, the specter of Pow Pow Town is enough. Pow Pow Town. It sounds like a cheap knockoff of like the pizza place. Like, I, like I, you I, go to watch Anatromics Dance and get some pizza for a party. Like Pow Kurt, Pow Town. like Kurt getting into his face. I loved every second of that. I love this whole this thing. And Kurt getting upset, like people are going to start thinking I'm giving you preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. And him throwing the devil. I just need a chance, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I love that Joe watched the match from the stage. I loved when they, like, showed the stage and you see him, like, sitting down just there, like. Yeah. Like, not caring about the match. He's clearly not sweating either one of these two guys. Yeah. Here's where what let me down about this segment. Roman said... I'm going to face you, Jordan, and Joe, I'll face you later on. So immediately my brain goes, oh, wow, I'm getting a Roman versus Jordan match and Roman versus yeah. Joe later. Like, tonight is awesome. Right. And it never happened. But um, I had forgotten that even happened. Yeah, Joe attacking Jordan backstage. Like, there's something about his, like, sneak attacks that, like, I know I – Go on and on mm-hmm. about Joe all the time. For but good it's, reason. Though. It's like the little things that yeah, he does. Like He's so smooth. That's, yeah, that's, what, that's what it is. He's thank smooth. You, thank he, you, guys. He <laughs> killed him. <laughs> Joe is great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, one, he's he comes across as legitimately threatening. Um, and it's unbelievable like how over all three of these guys are right now. Mm-hmm. Like That crowd was on fire for this whole thing, for all three of them, really. 
Yeah, like I thought Elias was getting the most heat. After this week, Jordan is close. Yeah. Like, and that heel turn is going to be sweet. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. Because it's definitely good. coming. Yeah. I thought Joe acquitted himself very well. Um, and I'm looking forward now every week to to seeing how much more annoying Jason Jordan can get. How much more of a spoiled brat Jason Jordan can be. And I really liked the <laughs> Joe looking at Kurt and like, go ahead, do something. Like, yeah, he even said, like, father like son, yep. right, Kurt? Because mm-hmm. they have their own history. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought I think it's awesome. I love that they they're not afraid to call back to those things now. Ever since Dixie's been on the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to Sweet Mama Dixie. Dixie's on sugar, show. sugar. sugar. <laughs> um, tag team division. We had the other two members of the Shield, Seth and Dean, go up against the Bar, trying to regain their tag team championships. Uh, Prep, did you think this lived up to what these guys are capable of? I mean, I enjoy every time they get in the ring. It's not like the um, the New Day versus the Usos or anything, but, I mean, it's fun. It kind of hurts because every time I see Seth is still awesome. Like, I don't like face Seth. Yeah. But, like, in the ring, he is so awesome. And, like, seeing him get pinned and kicked around, <laughs> I, I kind of get bummed out. I'm not going to lie. And it happens to him every week. It's never Dean. Yeah. Well, Dean Dean has ate enough pins in the last two years, so <laughs> I don't enough. really feel bad for that. But um, seeing Seth get pinned kind of hurts me because it's like, dude, this guy should be, like, world champion again. Yeah. I might be the only one who thinks that still, but... I don't think so. No, I think he definitely has another run in him, for sure. Um, I think it, his run was kind of short, and I anticipated him being back there quicker than he has been, but I, I could definitely say it. There's something, like... I don't know what it is, what they feel about these, like, skinnier, like... Like, guys like Seth and Finn, like, they just think that they're not over anymore. Over? Like, yeah. Is that, like, over? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? Like, I don't get it. Are they scared to push those guys again? Because I'm pretty sure those guys are selling. Like, Seth Rollins versus, um, who was it? Like, last year, Seth Rollins had the most drawing house shows of the whole WWE. Like, Seth Rollins' merch sales are pretty up there. Like, Finn's merch sales mm-hmm. are crazy. Like, how do you, how are you saying that these guys aren't over? I just don't get it. They're not guys. They're not yeah, he's just, they're not over bodies. with him. Like, our our merch sale is not good enough for you guys because I'm pretty sure John Cena is still up there because dude sells merch. Like, how do you get there? That's how. Yeah, but that so that's not why. That's These are things they use as excuses to make the point they want to make, but it's not the actual reason. John Cena is there because they want him there because of how he looks. Because um, now it's to the point where, like, Finn comes out and I could tell he doesn't care. Like, yeah, I'm going to pop my collar, point to the crowd, throw my hands up, drop kick, coup de gras, go home. Yeah. Like, That's it. And John Cena has earned what he's gotten, but I, I definitely don't think he's where he is because of merch sales. Because if it was about merch sales, there are other people that would be pushed to the top. Yeah, like I CM think. Punk had passed him. Um, AJ Styles like way up. I mean, he's the champ. Like I can't mm-hmm. say like he's not getting the rub right now. But um, like if you go to like top selling merch, like Cena's like number three behind like Kevin Owens and other guys. You know, 
I also think like the fact that they know we have Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. I th- I could see Vince being like, well, what do we need these little guys for? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we now have these monsters that I, that he likes in those positions. Um, did anyone else think that the Shield was going to have all have titles by the end of the night? I, I know I thought so. Originally, I didn't. I felt that way. I didn't. They sold it too hard for me to think that. Like I didn't think it was going to happen last week when we were on mm-hmm. the show. And then when I got to watching Raw, it's like they're like really overselling this. Like, yeah, Dean, we we need to get tag titles so all of us can have gold around our waist. It's like you guys aren't winning. I get it already. Yeah, when they did the promo, that's sort of how I felt. Like they definitely were way too obvious about it. Um, the match was good though. I enjoyed it. I'm assuming we're gonna get another one pretty soon. Yeah, I hope so because. Like Prep said, it's not like New Day and Usos, but Sheamus and Cesaro, they're a different type of tag team than mm-hmm. the Usos and the New Day are. Definitely. But um, like the whole latter portion of that match I thought was great. Like Ambrose with the, um, the lariat, mm-hmm. out yeah. the rope thing, and Seth with the frog splash. Mm-hmm. I popped huge for that. Yeah. I, I thought that it was I, over I there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, didn't I, was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And, and how they, good is Seth's frog splash? It is. Awesome. It really is great. And um, like I even like the inclusion of Joe and the cur- the fact that Kurt Angle restarted and Joe actually did get involved and actually took advantage of that whole no DQ thing. And Roman comes down and the match is still kind of going on. Roman walks down. Yeah. Like usually, like if my guys are getting beat up, I'm gonna run. Nah, he walked. Yeah, I also always love the heel holding the belt and like clutching the belt and like running away. <laughs> That's always like, a, like a that. good shot. For yep. me. And that shot of shame is running away and jumping over the barricade. Was great. After the show, he allegedly got put through a table yeah. by the Shield. Lately, I've been looking at Sheamus. I hated Sheamus prior to anything. Like I've, <laughs> I've always hated Sheamus. Like I was so happy when he lost when we went to that Raw. But um, I have like a newfound appreciation for Sheamus since he's been in the bar. Yeah, he's good. I'm with you. You know what? Because he's one of those guys that like he can't carry the ball himself. But now he's. There's two of them shouldering the load. It makes him a lot more tolerable. He's not coming out there and just cutting his own corny five-minute promo by himself. Him and Sheamus are doing it together. They're they're kind of – I feel like the, the talking aspect is the weak point for both of them. So now they're not each having to rely on it so much, and now they're getting by on the fact that they're awesome in the ring. Mm-hmm. I think the tag team division is good for that. If you're actually having good matches, it matters more than what you're doing on the microphone, except you're, of course, the New Day or the Usos. Um, women's division. Uh, we had Paige versus Sasha. Sasha had backup in Mickey James and Bailey. Obviously, Paige is with Absolution. I thought Paige looked great. Mm-hmm. Yep, she hasn't lost a step. She yeah, actually I mean, she looks better. Mm-hmm. Well, to Ron's point last week, it's because she's in the ring with Sasha Banks. <laughs> like, oh. you got to think that she wasn't wrestling like the best people before right but now she's like has all this crazy competition that she can put on some great matches with yeah it was like a hard-hitting physical match like that was a really good women's match i enjoyed that we haven't got a a singles match like that in a while that's sasha's best match in a long time yeah it was awesome and there were like stakes to it it felt like Mm -hmm. uh joseph how do you feel about the love of your life returning to Monday Night Raw. Very excited. <laughs> Haven't had a chance to discuss this with you yet. No, I mean I've been huddled in my dark in my room in the dark in the corner in the dark, you know, just, just waiting. Just my precious. <laughs> so you're happy she's back. 
Yeah, I mean, and she's in a prominent angle with with a, her own faction. I mean, again, this is WWE trying to book as many women in, into a single match as they possibly can, but so far it's good TV. Yeah, Paige gets her first win back on the roster. Like I said, didn't look like she lost a step. Uh, Alo, so you're cool with how this played out? Yeah, because Paige needed to win. They had to reintroduce her. Like I said, prep, like, I know you say everybody had the best match with Sasha, but even when Paige was around last year, she, her, a lot of her in-ring work was pretty sloppy. Her kicks looked horrible. She, she just looked unmotivated. But like I said, like I said, when she first returned, I'm glad she's back because she went through a lot just to get back to this point. And the fact that she's actually an integral part of the show is a, is a pretty big deal. Now, I think she'll be a big deal going forward. The other two, not so much after mm-hmm. No, you don't think? No. <laughs> Other than this whole um, Women's Royal Rumble thing, yeah. if any, if either of the two, I think they'll do something with is um, Mandy Rose because Vince, think, Vince will think she's Trish, mm-hmm. but um, but looks like Trish. But um, Trish? <laughs> Trish. I like it. I thought you were retired. <laughs> I thought you were retired. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see Paige back in. Um, she did have to get this marquee when beating Sasha Banks, so I did really enjoy this match. And neither one of the other two members of Absolution got to talk. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I was Wait. happy about that. There was a, that's right. Yeah, there was that, which I could do without. I, I mean. could too. Oh, my and God. They, and, don't say anything. Yeah. And, I like, they just, they look so odd together. They don't look worse than the Riot Squad together, but they, last week they looked okay together. Maybe it's just their hair, but it's, it's just something didn't look right this week. Like, they look, like, Mandy looked too jolly. Mm-hmm. Oh, the entrance, the ring entrance. Yeah. They all come out and, like. Mandy does like this arm yeah, thing. It's like, uh, yeah, no, it's like, no, just, arm just walk thing. out behind her. Like, Is I, it me or are they not even getting these, this talent ready to no. come up anymore? Well, Mandy didn't do a lot of TV. Right, like they're, it's just like, oh, while well, you're going, get them. That's what it's there for. NXT <laughs> is to get them ready. And this I guess is, I guess what you're is, saying they don't look you know like they fit together. Yeah. You know what? That's not what NXT is for anymore. Not anymore. NXT is to put on shows. Now. Just to they're pop not, the boys. That's yeah, it. They're not to get. To get everybody ready. The one thing that <laughs> this is such a weird oh snap, <laughs> this is such a weird comparison, but this entrance from Absolution reminds me of when they changed Emma's song, and <laughs> I feel like she didn't know that they were changing the song, and uh, she still did the same movements uh, from the song that before. Didn't match. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she didn't hit the same spots. Yeah, it felt like that. Like yeah, it's disjointed. It's like, what are these guys doing? Like, and Mandy Rose, you're a heel. Don't skip out there. Only Sami Zayn can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave, leave Sammy's things to Sammy. Yeah. Um, Asuka had a match against Captain Alicia Fox, <laughs> and Foxy got in quite a bit of offense. I was just gonna say this was, this was a fun match this was too. Long. Yeah, I really, I, I think like this shows you that. Alicia Fox had more to offer than they were allowing her to. Because mm-hmm. I did think, I thought what she's been doing the last month has been a lot of fun. I thought this was fun. She wore the hat. She wore the yeah, hat. She wore the hat. That one spot of her like just slapping Asuka over and over again I thought was really funny. Obviously, Asuka turns around to get the win. Um, Absolution comes out again. Asuka walks out. Paige tells Foxy, like, I love you, but Sonya and Mandy don't. And they treated Foxy in a way no one should treat their captain. No. How dare they? Um, yeah. And they didn't talk, which, again, a huge plus for me. Um, um, we often hear about when people speak out about WWE in a negative light, in a, in a way, that they get removed or punished for it. 
<laughs> they can remove the punish for it. But I feel that uh, I'm glad Alicia Fox spoke out and th- saying how she, like, she never got a shirt. And ra- we, when, when we play it, she has a shirt and actually put it in a prime position because yeah. we're always saying, like, when Alicia Fox is on 205 Live, like, okay, why is she here? She's not adding anything to the show. But I, I'm, I've actually enjoyed Alicia Fox within the past month. Now, I don't know what you do with her now. Like, maybe keep the whole captain thing going. Maybe. Oh, don't, don't ever stop doing that. <laughs> ever. But I've I'm, I'm, I'm enjoyed it within the past month. Me too. I think that it's been the best stuff she's done. Ever. Since I've been watching again, at least. Well, since, since she fought Melina. Yeah. <laughs> when was that? 2009. Okay. For the Diva Championship. Yeah, I was definitely out at that time. Good. Um, we had, I shouldn't say the return, but we had the debut of Woken Matt Hardy. Uh, yes. Had his dueling promo with Bray Wyatt. And I don't know what you guys thought. I haven't talked to anyone about it. I haven't really looked at social media. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. <sighs> What do you mean? I'm not gonna lie. You don't have to be mad about this. Okay. Look, I was the down person on this last week. This was the one thing I wasn't excited for, and from even from before Broken Matt Hardy, this is what I wanted from the character. I wanted like a really campy, like mm-hmm. shot on like a VCR recorder, yeah. like really corny promo. Right. And I got it, and I love it. Like, yeah, it was HD, but there was, like, this weird curtain behind him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> My I, don't, I don't understand condition. a thing he said, but I loved it. It was great. Well, I I did understand the context of it. He was talking about the origin of this, of being Woken. Yeah. I did get that. And Bray Wyatt saying, who was Matt Hardy, back and forth. I did like the production behind it, how it would go back and forth. But, like I said... I was really down on this last week. With Genghis Khan. <laughs> I was down on this last week, but I'm excited for what happened on Raw, but I can't get too excited moving forward. I can't be too elated. No, but it was it was fun. Yeah. It, like, and it's promising. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I have no high hopes for the match when it happens. The only thing I'm looking forward to when the match happens is the antics. Like, I want Matt Hardy biting him and stuff like that, stuff he would do yeah. as, yep. bro- as, as Broken Matt. And I know you guys know that. TNA so you can take the names with you, but I'm glad. But Matt's leaving that broken thing to himself. So if he does leave, he can use he it. He can use it, right? Yeah. Which, which makes is, sense. Yeah, so he could just be, be woken or whatever on NWB television. But I was happy what happened on Raw. I hope they do good by him down the road because Jeff Jeff says he'll be back for WrestleMania, and I don't know if you've seen the video, um, the pictures of Jeff actually digging up his brother Nero gear. No, I didn't. Yeah, so his gear is actually out. Matt did have his um, broken. Um, robe on or whatever it is. So I'm excited. Like I said the match won't be great, but I think that match th- that match will be more about the antics. And the crowd was like really behind Matt Hardy. It was when Bray Wyatt would talk, you get silence. Matt Hardy talks, yeah. It's like even the gif. It was like, not a gif. Um, there's a meme of like three. It's like it's two. It's um three two columns, two um three two pictures on each side. So it's Bray Wyatt talking, the crowd, people just like sleeping, Matt Hardy talking, they're all cheering. Mm-hmm. And that's how it really was. Like yeah. nobody cared about Bray Wyatt. So right. It's <laughs> all about Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah. It I was know popping every time he popped back on. I know that we're really underselling Bray Wyatt, but I did enjoy like the promo against each other. Like I, I liked both of what they were saying. Like, I like that broken character where he's just like saying some ridiculous stuff. And then like Bray Wyatt. 
he was saying something about you know with someone who's crazy the people who listen to him yeah are even worse mm-hmm. like i love that like i actually really enjoyed a bray wyatt promo for the first time in a while and yeah the- because it it was act there was something actually opposing it mm-hmm. it wasn't just him saying stuff for no reason there was like this is like like they keep calling it the great war or whatever i i think it there's something meaningful behind it at, at least at this moment yeah and um the the part of them laughing back and forth was great awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I need wrestling Twitter and IWC to stop fantasy booking. I don't need a House of Horrors two. I don't need a um, a Final Deletion two. Well, was give that, me that. Was that your favorite line? I sent in you to deletion, and yeah. like the crowd goes wild. Uh-huh. That was great. But, I, I, something about him saying this vessel, Matthew Hardy, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed. But no, I thought I like that awesome. he was trapped in yeah. Matt Hardy mm-hmm. prior. Um, how did the babyface Ronald Lloyd feel about it? I haven't, he hasn't responded to me about this. Has he told Laugh to how hear. he feels about it yet? Not yet. <laughs> no, he hasn't told Laugh. He's, how he he's feels looking about forward it to Laugh's <laughs> return. Hopefully next week. Next week. Next, uh, Laugh did uh, give a. He did say he would be here for the hundredth episode. Um, we haven't scheduled it yet, but I assume that he will be here. I, even if not for the whole show, I assume he'll be here for at least some of it. Okay, I'll wear next week. All right, good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited about this. I thought that they did it really well, um, and I'm hoping. I, I saw there was an article somewhere on Twitter about Matt's creative control. But I didn't read it, so I don't know what they're saying about it. So I follow Rebby Hardy on Snapchat, and today she posted, like, I, I'm like a camera nerd. So, like, <laughs> they had, like, red cams, which is, like, this, like, $30,000 mm-hmm. cinema camera at their house. And, like, on it, there was, like, a white strip that said WWE TV. So they're obviously filming vignettes with them. Like, everybody was dressed up, and they were, like, in the ring and stuff. Maxwell? So. Maxwell, I didn't see dressed up, but I know that they were doing stuff with Rebby for sure. I I'm, mean, really? I'm almost positive that we will see that, Maxwell. Eventually. I saw that picture. Now, what I, what I thought was that they were doing like a Hardy's 24 special, which I wouldn't even be mad about. No, the the one thing I did see was that they're it's it's chronicling their return to WrestleMania up until I now. did see that, but Vanguard One's Twitter did get reactivated. Oh yeah, and Senor Benjamin said, "Did somebody call me?" <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> it is. So if they're going to do this properly, then I'm going to enjoy this. But I'm sure that's Rebby's dad. Some... Is it? Yes. Oh wow! That's I didn't awesome. know that was her legit her shoot dad. Yeah, that's her shoot dad. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, if they're going to let him go crazy and just keep it PG, but let him do the fun stuff, because like he can get around a lot of that stuff. But if he, they let him have control of this, I'll be okay. I really show. enjoyed the promo. Like, I've watched it three times. I, three times? I've watched it. Oh, my I've God. Watched I loved it. it. <laughs> so, as you guys know, when I get home from work, I kind of die a little. And then, like, I'll wake up from time to time. Yeah. So, Here and I, there. Star- I started raw, fell asleep, woke up to saying, up next, what's up with Matt Hardy? And it's starting with Bray Wyatt. Like, I woke up, and it was, like, Bray Wyatt. And next thing you know, like, Matt Hardy is, Uh like, on screen. I'm like, yes! I was so excited. Yeah, it's great. I I really do hope they let him, to quote Hulk Hogan, run wild with it. I I would like to see that. It seems like they're going to. I don't see why you would do it 
if you're not going to let him really do it. Uh, so, yeah, we got that to look forward to. Um, can I get more interaction between Kurt Angle and Elias? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Elias. I walk with you, bro. <laughs> when Kurt Angle looked up and Elias was there, and Angle's reaction was just, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I, I need more of it. I loved Elias's line of, well, since there's no worthy competition, I guess I'll give this town a concert. Yeah. But <laughs> no, wait. When he walks up to Kurt Angle, he says, hey, Kurt, I'm going to need you to silence your cell phone <laughs> <laughs> and hold your applause. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was good. Him being pissed at Jordan getting a, a rematch with Roman before he did. He actually called out Kurt on favoring his son, which I like that they're pushing that story. Cole, again, though, says, I smell Grammy. It's just so stupid to have Cole rooting on Elias. I just I don't understand the, the logic of it. Well, there is none. That's why. But I kind of like that line, though, when yeah. he said that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because I thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy that Elias Sampson. Elias, he's great. Or no more Sampson. <laughs> he's yeah, great. Elias. He really is great. Uh gets a match with Braun. Which no, he gets a match. Like. Then Braun comes out yeah. and he's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Destroyed and then we get Kane again. <laughs> Why? And at that point I was checked out. I like that he got hit with the guitar and just like no sold No sold it. it. <laughs> Loved yeah. it. So good. Um Balor beat Bo Dallas. Uh, See, this is why the guy's not over. You put him in the ring with people like Bo Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like Vince probably thinking, well, that's a heel. Nobody likes him. See how over he is. Like, no. We want to see good matches. You just had him against AJ Styles. Everybody's still talking about that match. That match is on some of our lists. Yeah. Like, come on. Stop giving them people like Bo Dallas. What's next? Curtis Angle or Kurt, Curtis Angle? Curtis Angle. <laughs> Curtis Axel. <laughs> uh, probably. I uh, would you be shocked if that was who his match was next week? Look, if Kurt <laughs> if Kurt, Curtis Axel, I was going to call him Curtis Axel yeah. Angle again. If Curtis Axel wears the neck brace during the match, I'm all Please. for it. <laughs> Me too. I'm all for it. Um Cruiserweights I, I have two things. And Don't undersell this. One is that Drew Gulak is greater than they're letting him be. <laughs> yes. And two, yeah, I feel like you guys are going to like what I'm, what I hate. But this thing with Nia Jax, I love. Yes, this. I love it. I'm into this. I, How you doing? <laughs> I hate it. Please explain. To me, Nia Jax is supposed to be like your destroyer, like the destroyer of the women's division, and now she's chasing Enzo Amore. To me, it's just, it's stupid. So you guys try to sell me on it, because I I was furious as soon as I saw it. Well, the, the report on this is, that, I don't know if you saw the report on this, they're trying to remove Nia Jax to help establish Mandy Rose and um, Sonya Deville, which I understand. But the reason I like this is because, as we can all attest to this, I'm sure, there's nothing more awkward that than a woman pursuing a man and the man has zero interest in you. <laughs> There's nothing more more awkward than that. And then the fact that she weighs more than Enzo mm-hmm. on TV, allegedly, is great. And she her de- per- she, I mean, she definitely does, for real. Yeah. Because yeah. her, like, her pursuing Enzo would just be hysterical. She's like it's, two Kalistos. Yeah, like, mm. it, like especially, especially if Enzo's not down for this, I want to love this. 
it was very random. But that's what I loved about it. Yeah, it, it was out of nowhere. Like when I saw it, I, po- I was like, "Yes, I love this already." Because because that's the most awkward thing. Because like when when a woman likes a guy and a guy has zero interest, the guy tries to evade her and not be anywhere near her. Uh, yeah, I've been there. It's a very I've done that. It's a very awkward feeling, and I tell women, women that all the time when they talk when they call Balo for advice. I tell, them, I tell them that all the time. There's nothing more awkward than a woman pursuing a man. And the man has zero interest. And I don't know if you guys saw, but on live events, the 205 live events, Nia is supposed to be working those events. Yeah. You know why? Because she's the draw. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I think it is beneath her. It is beneath her, but um, I, I think it'll be entertaining. Like This might be your level of silliness. We'll see. Maybe she's like the new Kurt Angle when it comes to comedy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just hope they don't kind of like turn her into a full woman. Like, make her have, like, feelings. Like, if Enzo, like, starts using her and she starts crying That's and stuff. That's such a good way to put it. Full woman. Full woman. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. I, I won't say you guys sold me on it, but you, you've at least talked me into not completely being closed-minded to it. Let me sell you on the idea of 205 Live is about to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm so excited, right? Because after this week, I know what's going to happen. Enzo's going to lose the Cruiserweight Championship to Drew Gulak. And he's finally going to get to show us that PowerPoint presentation that he's been trying. <laughs> Wait, this week when they're, he's like, my PowerPoint presentation. And Michael Cole's like, well, guys, we're out of time. <laughs> yeah, we're all out of time. Well, I'm glad they, I'm glad they kind of see the deal. And like the, the music was playing like it was like the Oscars or something. Yeah. getting played off the stage. <laughs> I'm glad. And the picture of Elias pops yeah. up. I'm glad they're actually seeing what we see in Drew Gulak. To get, at least give him a chance. Abington zone. Yeah, um, I'll be happy if they if they run with him a little bit because he really is super entertaining. <laughs> and I've said it before, he was one of the guys I was lowest on in the cruiserweight classic. Yeah, he was who I'm the lame. highest on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's not even his in ring work. Like I'm not yeah. like oh this He's guy's bl- so good. His blandness is fantastic. Yeah, like who knew that that this was within within his vessel. I knew he was gonna win like. From the, t- I was like, oh, this makes the most sense, but then I'm like, how does he win this match? What is his finish? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I think it's the ankle lock, or whatever. But I'm like, wait, he doesn't need to use a finish. Like he could just, you, you can know, do whatever he wants, do a heel tactic mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, oh, and um, Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander are awesome. They are both awesome. They should be a tag team. I'm telling you, they need to clear out the division. And just make, like, some of them tag teams. Like, just to beef up the tag team division. I think that would help both the divisions. I completely agree with that. Like, there have been smallish tag teams before that have been successful. Mm -hmm. The Rockers, for one. Granted, it was a whole different era, but, like, you could get by with that type of tag team. Yeah, Brian Kendrick and Paul London. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like that idea if they did that. Because we don't need a parade of cruiserweights every week in every cruiserweight match that we see on Raw. Not at all. And there's a ton of other people that can come up. Like, those UK guys, they're all signed to contracts, and they're just sitting at home. Oh, they're like, finally signing contracts? I mean, they're they're signing, like, $15,000 a year contracts Wow. to just, like, show up every once in a while. Because yeah. <laughs> they've been working NXT a but, lot. But they can't work a lot of their, like... 
like they can't work like the big UK indies. Yeah. Like Progress, they could work because they have a working relationship mm-hmm. with them. ICW and Over the Top and all that stuff. But like other ones that they're used to working, they're they're not allowed to, they're not allowed to work. Hmm. Um, <laughs> anything else from Raw? I'm trying to think. Deletion. <laughs> so good. Yeah, Raw was better this week. I I will always be fair. Um, and this was a, a much better week of Raw. I'm glad. I'm glad I kind of convinced you not to completely hate Nia and Enzo. Well, I just hate Enzo. I know that. So I, that's why, to me, it's probably not redeemable. If it's funny, I'm willing to laugh at it. As you guys know, I'm willing to laugh. Uh, as anybody who's ever listened to this show knows, I'm willing to laugh. Anyone who's ever met me knows I'm willing to laugh. And you were with me and Alo in Orlando. You and you, if anybody, should know that me and Alo hate people like Enzo, hype beast. <laughs> because Enzo is a hype beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't let him fool you with all his sneaks. We get it. You have money. No, you get it sent for free. Yes. Like, <laughs> like you're not fooling me. You're not some, like, huge sneakerhead. Like, get out of my face. Agreed. Uh, Act 2 Fly is way flyer than you. <laughs> moving on to SmackDown. Still the biggest story is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in what Royal did some type of feud with Shane McMahon and possibly Daniel Bryan. Uh, their entrance together is incredible <laughs> every week. Yes, it is. Their, I thought their promo together was great. Uh, KO saying the McMahons will stop at nothing to get their pound of flesh from whoever they're feuding with. Just ask Bret Hart, ask Stone Cold Steve Austin, ask Daniel Bryan, and we're better than all of them. <laughs> uh, Sammy explaining what ringside so is. So good. <laughs> Inside? Outside. <laughs> Uh, Shane. What do you say? Steven. Steven, yeah, the, the, the timekeeper. Um, Sammy gets put in a match with Randy Orton by Shane. Randy hits an RKO out of nowhere on Owens. KO, the stipulation is he has to be handcuffed to the ring rope. That makes me wonder, are they about to start selling handcuffs for your action figures. Because it seems like every time they get hyped up on one of these props, it's because they're trying to move some product. Somebody has hand... Who comes with handcuffs? That's the uh, Triple H and Daniel, oh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan set. battle pack. Yep. Um, Been done. <laughs> I enjoyed Sammy having to actually explain to Kevin Owens backstage what just happened. <laughs> like, to really sell the RKO. He was like, okay, well, good. At least I'm allowed to be at ringside. He's like, well, you are, but you got to be handcuffed to the ring rope. <laughs> and Owen's saying, well, that's inhumane. <laughs> uh, I thought that was good. KO immediately thinks he's going to get Daniel Bryan to fix everything. But fast forward, Daniel Bryan does not fix it for them. Um, then Sami Zayn actually had his match with Randy Orton. It is good to know that there are always bolt cutters just laying around. <laughs> um, Owens was able to free himself, but Randy won anyway with a roll-up. Um, they started to take out Randy Orton, and Nakamura comes down and takes the two of them out. I feel like the best Nakamura has looked in months. <laughs> you haven't seen him in months. Well, exactly, but I, I felt like this is like the first time I felt like, okay, this is something. Um Randy Orton's hair, this joke. It started not- growing it started growing back. That's a good thing, but I don't know why Kim allowed that. 
<laughs> Me neither. The, the only person that will get this joke is Laugh, who I assume will be listening to this tomorrow. Hi, Laugh. He looks like he reminds me of Bobby Conway in fourth grade. Uh, and that was a 10-year-old's hairstyle in 1988. So that tells you how bad Randy Orton's hair looks. It's really bad. It started growing back, but that. it's terrible. It's awful. Um, but Shane was very satisfied by the beating they took. Daniel just wants the punishments to be over. Shane says, for their tag match at Clash of Champions, I'm going to be the special guest referee. Shane's a referee? That's what he said. Okay. Uh, And if they lose, they're fired, not just from SmackDown, from all of WWE. And the show closed with Daniel Bryan looking not too happy about it. And this would have been a good night to have Talking Smack right after, so we could have got some elaboration on it. But I'm not going to lie, I would not hate it if Daniel Bryan befriended Kevin Owens and Sammy. It's going to happen. I really hope it does. Like, I, I like that they have appealed to Daniel Bryan being, like, the indie guy and, like, we're, we're the same. You're just like us. Yeah, I, I really hope that that works out. Is that what you see happening? Yeah, I called it from the rip. What, uh, it's when, coming. When do you think it's coming? Before Clash of Champions or after? No, probably at the show. Yeah, I think at the show, too. I think somehow, someway, Daniel Bryan's going to actually make the three count for, for Owens and Sami Zayn. Like in a cheap way, or you just think he'll be the one that makes a three? Well, count? I think, like, like for example, like it you won't know, be like a Shane old school fast count. Possibly, <laughs> it, it, it may like Shane may be out, passed out, or inc- incapacitated for the four second or whatever. And Daniel Bryan just slide in and do a fast count. I think I think that'd probably be the best option. But after that, where you go from there? Like you have to assume Shane's gonna fire Daniel Bryan for that and not and relieve relieve him from being um general manager. And then, like we always said, like what's the end game? Is Dan Bryan cleared to wrestle? There was reports saying he was cleared. There was some saying he wasn't wasn't cleared. So it's like, still, what's the end game with this? But I do believe Dan Bryan is going to help Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win that match. I really think he's wrestling, and I'm really, really in against WWE or just in WWE. Yeah, because because like what I'm thinking, if he's allowed to wrestle, I think it'll be Dan Bryan versus Shane at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm really against that. Like coming back from your uh, retirement, like. He had a whole episode devoted to him of Raw, and he's just going to come back like a year later. I'm, like, pretty against that. But in this case, like, I can't wait till it happens. Especially in what it seems like is WWE was just being overly cautious Mm -hmm. with him. Because he has said that numerous doctors have cleared him to return. WWE just won't. So it's not like he legit... Apparently, anyway, I'm no doctor. I don't have I don't have his medical records. I have not reviewed them, and even if I reviewed them, I would not know how to make any type of determination or diagnosis. But it seems to me that he was not he's not in a position where doctors are telling him, you know what, you you shouldn't go back out there anymore. Yeah, how it long was WWE's it, decision? How long was his contract? Elephant's contract. Remember that talking smack promo? Eighteen. Eighteen months. So that had to be well, almost almost six months ago. You have to think. It's next year, and um. By final battle, I think. That's like the around that end time. of the year. Yeah. And then the end of next year. So a year end from now, basically. Year. Would you guys rather see him outside of WWE back in the ring or in WWE back in uh, the ring? Selfishly, because I want to meet him outside. <laughs> but besides that, inside, like, I want to, if I'm able to see him all the time, like, I'd rather see him in WWE. Yeah, because, um, like, I think the WWE fans will love it, but I don't think. He'll end up resigning if, if he's able to wrestle. Because, like, for example, WWE, they let Kurt Angle wrestle. 
and I, I would think they'll let Daniel Bryan go. It's, even if it's like for one match, and, and, and they'll put him there with somebody safe. And I think the I think they have enough faith in Shane that Shane can be like a safe person to work with because Shane will take most of the beating yeah. for the most part. So I think that'll be the best option if he does have a match. It's just a matter of when. But I do think Daniel Bryan may end up facing Shane McMahon since these back and forth things about he's clear and he's not clear. But he's he is actually trying to wrestle. So there's more to this than we know. Well, that's like one of my big disappointments in the time I've been back watching again was like we got robbed of like the Daniel Bryan story. We got the story of him chasing the championship. We got the Cinderella ending of him winning the championship. The single greatest ending to WrestleMania. Then he had to leave. Then he won the Intercontinental Championship, and I think we all kind of got behind, oh, he's going to elevate the Intercontinental Championship. And then he had to leave again, and we haven't seen him since in the ring. So... I definitely get the idea of, like, there's so many intriguing matchups for him outside of WWE, but I feel like I want closure for Daniel Bryan before I get Bryan Danielson again. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. I agree. Yeah, I feel you. Um, WWE Championship, all we got was an AJ Styles Jinder Mahal vignette for Clash of Champions, which is a week from Sunday. (laughs) Uh, United States Championship. Apparently, we have a triple threat match at Clash of Champions between Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler, and Baron Corbin. Why the hell is Dolph Ziggler in this? Yeah, I was like, huh? Why? (laughs) For what reason? Where's he been? Um, Well, my my main reason is, okay, Bobby Roode must be winning, so Ziggler Ziggler could eat the pin. I guess. That, That was my reasoning behind this. They had Rude and Corbin had a match on SmackDown. Ziggler was on commentary. He had a zigzag on both of them. Drew Gulak does look good with that purple belt. It does. Where Where did you find that? Clean shaven on some fan site. Oh, okay. It's not Instagram. It is Instagram. Instagram. It's just Photoshop. Um, yeah, so we get Ziggler. Is this match going to be any good? No. Honestly, is Bobby Roode even at a point on SmackDown where we're like, we even want to see him as the U.S. champion? Well, my thing is, I forgot Baron Corbin was even the U.S. champion because he, it's been that irrelevant. Well, we forgot he was the Money in the Bank briefcase winner. We forget he is the U.S. champion. And remember at WrestleMania when they were talking about how he was going to get this huge push and mm-hmm. be this big deal? Has not happened. They've given him some accolades, but like it hasn't amounted to anything. And a good theme song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tag team division. <laughs> this was actually some good stuff all around. Uh, they announced that it was the New Day against Gable and Benjamin and the Usos in a triple threat match. For, American Alpha 2. Yes, American Alpha 2 for the tag team titles at Clash of Champions. Rusev and English came out, and English sang the 12 Days of Rusev. <laughs> though he only got through two or three. I loved it. Uh I love this. <laughs> I really do. I love Thank those you, two. Ron. Thank it's you. So good. I love those two. How good is that shirt? So good. With a T. With the, I was just gonna say it better be with a T. <laughs> so good. Uh, it really is. Um, the shirt is great. The fact that the crowd loves Rusev Day. Um, awesome. Got cut off by the new day. What is with the pancakes? <laughs> I, I just want an explanation of where this came from. I have no clue. Biggie's a weirdo. I didn't mention this last week, but remember when they were selling um, the WWE shop stuff and Biggie was singing Sasha Banks' theme song? Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. I forgot to mention that last um, week. 
Rusev and English got a big win over the New Day. Um, my, one of my favorite lines of commentary of the night was Grave saying, we just witnessed the genesis of the next great tag team. <laughs> I'm um, so happy that they're running with this tag team. Well, they are now involved in a fatal four-way match for the tag team championships. And did either of you see the dot-com interview, how they found out? No. No. Um, Dasha came up to them and said, you know, Daniel Bryan has made an announcement. And they both flipped out like, what is he going to do to us now? <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon and Rusev walks away. And English says, like, okay, well, what did he say? And she said, I don't know why you guys are so upset. He put you guys in a fatal four-way match for the tag team championships at Clash of Champions. And by the time she finished saying that, Rusev was back next to English, like, just popped back up into the picture. <laughs> and they're celebrating. And I think Rusev just started chanting, Rusev, Rusev. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Go find it. It was great. These guys are awesome. Uh, so fatal four way at Clash of Champions. I'm excited for that. Dude, That's gonna be good. Dude, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care who wins, but I need more Rusev and Nate. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you who I want to win. Rusev and Nate. <laughs> I Honestly, want them to win too, but I don't really care who wins. Yeah, uh, no, me neither. It'll, it'll be fun no matter what. But I am openly <laughs> hoping. That Rusev and Aiden English are the new tag team champions. The, only, the only people who would kind of bug me would be American Alpha 2. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think they're ready. Or the world's greatest tag that. team, too. Yeah. <laughs> the world's greatest tag team, too. Uh, yeah, I think this is great. And like I said, if you haven't seen the dot-com video of Rusev and Aiden English finding out they've been added to that match, do yourself a favor and go see it. Oh, so good. Like, I really love those guys. I really do. And I think they may actually put the titles on them because they wouldn't even put them in the situation if they weren't getting over. Get that total divas push. <laughs> I'm just worried it's going to go the way of the Golden Truth and Rizango uh-huh. slash Fashion Police. That died quickly. Yeah. They got us good on that. They did. I, I, they made you – both of those tag teams. I know, obviously, the Fashion Police got way more over than uh, – Golden Truth. I feel like Golden Truth may have only been over with me, but they made you believe that one night that they were going to win the titles. Mm-hmm. I, I believe there was at least one time they made us believe that Brazongo was going to win the titles. Mm-hmm. I thought every time they had a title match they were going to win. I'm yeah, like, I was it's right now. Like, Come on. Here it is. But maybe the good thing is I don't believe Rusev and Aiden English are going to win the titles, and maybe that means they will. Yeah, don't stop not believing. Yeah, I, I will not stop not <laughs> believing um, that they won't win the titles. I wish Lana was with them. Dude, that would be great. <laughs> I don't know, um, because I, I really like Aiden English like being the one who talks. That's a good point. Him talking and True. singing all the time. Yeah, she I could be with the, the Samoan. And it gives Rusev more time. To talk to because Rusev, I think, is underratedly funny. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, even on Total Divas, he's great. <laughs> I need. To, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I want to watch it just to see him. He he is fantastic. I love Rusev. He is great. He's awesome. Um, I haven't seen Total Divas. I've seen a couple like clips and commercials. That's all you need to see. Just anything <laughs> Rusev. He's fantastic. Uh, we had the Bludgeon Brothers. With another squash match against, I don't even remember what their names were. I don't even know. Like Josh and Jason somebody. Probably. Um, Corey Graves said they don't look like guys who win a whole lot, and that's not going to change tonight. Um, tag team division on SmackDown is in very good shape. Yeah, they got plenty of people, and they could have more if they uh, bring some uh, cruiserweights in. <laughs> 
Do you think they will? No, they they don't have to on SmackDown. I'd rather see it on Raw. So that's just wishful thinking. Yeah, for sure. Uh, women's division. Um, basically, the entire women's division was in Daniel Bryan's face. He told them, you'll all be a clash of champions as Lumberjacks. So Natty and Charlotte now for the women's championship is going to be a Lumberjack match. I love. I really enjoyed Natty pandering to both groups. <laughs> yes. yes. And pandering to one group in front of the other group she was just pandering to. I forgot all about the welcoming committee. Me too. <laughs> but I, I was really happy she brought it up. Before there was a riot squad, there was a welcoming committee. I was like, oh, yeah, I love the welcoming committee. <laughs> um, th- that riot squad promo was god-awful. <laughs> From all three of them. I mean, especially Sarah Logan. Backstage or? Backstage. That was bad. Oh, you prejudice against Southerners. Like, yeah, you know what? So what? <laughs> like, so, <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Don't talk anymore with that awful accent. Yeah, you know she got some Confederate flags on her underwear. I would not be shocked. <laughs> so, oh, they, they like a big game trophy. Like, shut shut up. Yeah, yeah, snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It, it was horrible. Um... They, they look even less like they fit together uh-huh. than Absolution. Um, Ruby Riot can she's not bad on the mic. She she's can not talk. Bad. She's not good, but she's not bad. Like you're not. It's kind of like it's kind of like Absolution. Like only Paige should talk. Maybe only Ruby should talk here. Mm-hmm. It was points backstage, even 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 in the backstage. Segment. She was fine. A couple of cringe cringe lines because it's not her. Right. It was forced lines, but she can act. She can talk. Yeah, she's not bad. Like I said, she's not like. Blown anybody away on the microphone, but she does the job. Um, but the other two, they, they just don't, it's not a fit. And they're not ready to be in that position. Liv is terrible in the ring and on the mic. At least Sarah Logan can wrestle. I'll give her that. She can wrestle, but I don't ever want to hear another syllable come out of her mouth. <laughs> not in that accent. One, the, Why couldn't she just be crazy Mary Dobson? One more syllable will be one syllable too many. Yo, she's been on. She was on NXT from the beginning. Really? Yeah. Sarah Logan. She was. Yeah, she was enhancement talent forever. Really? She was Sarah Dobson. Hmm. I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Literally, probably like the third episode of your privacy year. <laughs> Not even kidding. <laughs> so yeah, the very beginning. Well, uh, this incarnation of NXT. Uh, like I got you. Seth um, Rollins and those guys like. When it became at full sale, that's when. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Charlotte and Charlotte beat Tamina. The Riot Squad came out during that match. Um, does this whole thing with the Lumberjacks favor anyone? Do you think? No, no, no. Uh, Carmella. I think mm-hmm. Carmella. This is where you may get Carmella's cashing because you have to assume she'll be done with Natty after this match, and. I don't know where Carmella's been the last two weeks. I understand. I would like to see him, but I understand why she didn't cash in when um the Riot Squad jumped her on on SmackDown because you know who the Riot Squad's for. You know, like the Riot Squad might interrupt that. Yeah. So I understand. I understand that, but I would still would like to see her. But I have no. I, I have no doubt that I think Carmella's cashing in at Clash of Champions. Um, yeah, it's her time because she'll be ringside, and I w- at least they mentioned James Ellsworth. How she, how she got rid of him. Oh, yeah, she praised herself for being the one to get rid yeah. of James Ellsworth. You were hurt, weren't you? Uh, yeah. That one, that one dropped me to a knee. He might have to get an invitation at the end of the show. 
<laughs> I, I'm upset because if he if he was just doing nothing, wasn't an integral part of the show, I'll be fine with it. But he was a part of the women's division on SmackDown for so long yeah. and played such a role in the first Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they'll even like show that clip anymore. They might just show this, um, the rematch they had. But he was a big part of the show, and he's just gone now. He was an excellent, excellent part of the show <laughs> on a lot of weeks um, where there wasn't a lot of good stuff going on. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I miss Ellsworth. I always will. I will always have a special place for James Ellsworth. Um, Mojo Rowley had an interview. Uh, I'll be honest. My hero. <laughs> it w- went in one ear and out the other. Was it well, anything? Well, if you want me to give you the cliff notes. I would like the cliff notes, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's coming at me about coming at Zack Ryder and turning on him. Even Gronk. Gronk better stay in his lane. Blah, blah, blah. That's all I got from it. So so he shouted out Gronk. For me, yeah, because Gronk put out a video like, Mojo, that's not cool. <laughs> so for me, they're setting up an angle with Gronk again, but it's like about to hit playoff season. Yeah. And they're the Patriots. Like I well, know you're not playing, but he's suspended this week, right? So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for dropping dropping an elbow <laughs> yeah. on somebody. Who does he think he is? Do you think that was a work? <laughs> yeah, he's he's working hard. <laughs> Vince told him, like, stick the winner for me. <laughs> you guys you don't need to be there next week. Um, Come to Raw. <laughs> anything else from SmackDown anyone wants to mention? No, I'm nope. good. All right. Anyway. Oh, how how uh, one last thing. Yeah. How lackluster was that going back? Well, kind of talking about the main event. Like when he announced the match, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be Randy and Shinsuke." Yeah. And he's like, "Randy and a partner of his choosing." And mm-hmm. then at the end, it's Shinsuke. I'm like, "Okay, it whatever. was lackluster. So lackluster. Like, yeah, it's Shinsuke, but." What has he done for us on the main roster? Right. It, was, it was lazy TV. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't been on television mm-hmm. the last two weeks. He even lived the Survivor Series. You, you didn't even see him. Yeah. That's what's making me think that he might be the, like, I think you called it Shinsuke, the winner of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, because they're teasing that that whole um, AJ thing in a lot of events, and then you had to get that match on WWE television. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the WrestleMania match. What better than the showcase of the Immortals? Yeah, I think Alo and I both predicted Shinsuke. Since it is going to be a Matt Madness takes over <laughs> WrestleMania 33. Yeah. Once again. 34? My bad. 34, yeah. We did 33 this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Don't, we'll, we'll be... P&P low. Uh, <laughs> no, no, the entire elite will be there. <laughs> yes. Uh, any listener questions this week? Yes, we got a question from the godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty, okay. via somebody else. Uh, who did he say? John Heeler. John Heiler. Heiler. <laughs> Another old school Our Lady of Fatima school reference. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I haven't been watching really, who is a bigger whore? Any musician who puts out a Christmas album or Triple H? I mean, I know the answer Laugh wants to hear, but I'll say any artist who puts out a Christmas album. Any artist puts out a Christmas album. Right. Yeah, that's the one. Triple H is a <laughs> Hunter's a one woman man. 
I love that you praise him for his fidelity. Yeah, I do. In this <laughs> uh, relationship. Yeah. And yeah, true. Um, <laughs> he learned the error from the error of his ways. Yes, he did. Uh, any other questions, or was that it? That's it for the night. Um, so I guess that leads us to this part of the show. Uh, one trip to Philadelphia came and went for the King LeBron James. Uh, we did not ever meet up. We did not get to record an episode. Uh, I know anyone listening was probably really looking forward to getting that unsanctioned with LeBron James. Um, didn't happen this time. We have three more opportunities. Twice the Sixers are in Cleveland. LeBron, once again, I am willing to travel to Cleveland to get this thing recorded. Three opportunities before the playoffs. Who knows? There's a chance we could see you in the playoffs. That may give you three opportunities here <laughs> that we could get this done. So we may have six opportunities before the NBA season ends to get an unsanctioned with LeBron. So LeBron, the throne, as always, is waiting. LeBron, you and the Cavs, you're on a winning streak. Guys are clicking all cylinders. Do yourself a favor and click on whatamaneuver.net and grab yourself a Matt Madness tea and embrace the madness. You can also go to kylenoble.com. Use promo code Matt Madness for 10% off your order. And I know you look like a Foley guy. LeBron, so head over to Russell Crate <laughs> and grab a Russell Crate box with a Mick Foley item and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off of your order. Not, not, not that you need it, but I'm, store, I'm sure you want to save a little something when you get a chance. Yeah, and while we were recording this show, the Cavaliers had a pretty, a pretty nice comeback win over the Sacramento Kings. LeBron and assist shy of a triple-double. It's a big game tomorrow. Which game is tomorrow? Oh, that's Sixers right. and Lakers. Sixers and Lakers. Anything you'd like to say, Alo? Lonzo Ball will shoot above 40% from the field tomorrow. Is that a guarantee? Yes. Because I think he's only shot above 40% from the field in like three games this year. I know. It's, t- it's horrible. He has everything else down. Listen, everybody's talking about I, I smell bust, but he's doing everything else. Like if, if he shot 43% and averaged 12 points a game, would you complain the same way? It's just the shot's not falling. He does everything else. That's... I'm all about everything else you do, too. But I'm, the shot, you'll get that down, packed down t- over time. So do you think Coach Walton will figure out that he needs to double Joel Embiid? Or do you think Joel gets another 46 points? You just can't stop. <laughs> Brooke Lopez, he's been he's been exposed. So they've been rocking. They've been having Randall in, in the middle, which I – which I which I, I I understand. So they rock, they have him in the middle. Embiid destroyed him last time, but Embiid's going to get his if he plays. Yeah, he's going to get his. You can't you can't stop that. But it was a close game last time, so we'll see how it goes this time around. So is Levar Ball welcome to come on the show? Levar Ball, Levar Ball can come anytime. <laughs> <embrace the hands. laughs> anytime, open invite. Yes, Joel Embiid, the invite's open to you as well. Yeah. Um, so a couple more things before we get out of here. First one being. Thank you to everyone who donated to my Polar Plunge for the Special Olympics. Uh, I personally raised over $1,100. The team raised almost $3,800. As a group, the entire fundraiser went to almost $110,000. So thank you for that. It was a great cause, Special Olympics of Pennsylvania. I also have to shout out Elite Collector for maybe my favorite comment I've seen (laughs) on social media. You guys all know I don't spend a lot of time on social media, especially not Instagram. Anyone listening who interacts with me knows I, I don't spend that much time on there. But I happened to see the post of myself with Brian Gerard James with the caption saying that Brian Gerard James got to meet his favorite podcast host, Ron Pashery. And Elite Collector's comment, I, I bow down to you right now for it. I laughed out loud when I read it. Uh, <laughs> 
One is a legend, and the other one is a former WWE <laughs> superstar. <laughs> so, Elite Collector, thank you for making me laugh. It was my favorite social media comment that I've seen in a long time. Um, just some reminders. Check out Falls Count Anywhere, The Perfect Edge, Throwback Madness, Unsanctioned. Be with us next week for Matt Madness Episode 100. Uh, Five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, four... Uh, the already departed Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever CK and Joe Rodermill. For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepiguina. Still my house. <laughs> and for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, but the land with elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.